Welcome to Crosspoint. 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 An interactive program featuring ministers and leaders of the Christian community addressing the issues that are challenging the church today. Here's your host, Mark Taylor. How do we defeat fear with effortless faith? This is Crosspoint, and I'm Mark Taylor, your host. Barry McGuire is the founder and president of Ignite America and has a weekly radio broadcast. Barry is also a third-generation president of McGuire's Car Wax. Talking today with Barry McGuire and, and uh, Ignite Your Life, uh, Defeat Fear with Effortless Faith, uh, new book out by Barry's, as you know, folks, you hear him here on the air every day talking to us about, you know, kindling that fire inside of us. And Barry, I know that... Uh, through the years, you've been involved in a lot of different things, but I guess maybe now in your life, you're doing some of the greatest things you've ever done. Is that right? Well, yeah, absolutely. But we started this back in when we were first married. You know, the one thing that's driven us from then to now has been the sharing of our faith at every opportunity. And, um, you know, it really came from Karen and I. We were, my folks, okay, died in the wool, devoted to God, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I grew up with that. Yeah. They always gave sacrificially, gave the time sacrifice. So we were doing the same thing. But we were getting tired, and we were actually sipping at each other. And we said, where's the joy? We should be having joy. Yeah. Where, where are you, God? Where, it's like, kind of like, I think we were, looking back, I think we were kind of like we thought we could earn God's favor, like we could make him love us more if we did more, which is foolish, of course. But, you know, he's going to love you no matter what you do. So um, we were praying for joy. And a gentleman spoke at the 50th anniversary of our church at that time. I just spoke at the 100th anniversary of that church myself. And I sat next to him. His name was Herb Ellingwood. He was the legal affairs secretary for Governor Reagan. Okay, I'm dating myself a lot. I was back in the 70s. And I was so interested in hearing about Reagan. Do you really pray in Governor Reagan's office in Sacramento? And he never mentioned Reagan, and I, I never thought of Reagan. He captivated me for an hour before he spoke. Tell me one story after another about sharing his faith. And, and you won't believe what happened last night. It was the craziest thing. I walked away, and I broke in tears. And I said, God, that's what I'm looking for. I, I want what he has. And I never put together sharing faith. It had to do with building my faith. It never, it never occurred to me before. And so we started sharing our faith and just being purposeful about it. It was probably like a month later, and we broke out laughing and said, you know what, we've got joy. <laughs> it, 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 does, it happens. And then we found this verse in John fifteen eleven. I know you and I talked about it, but it's that parable, the last parable about the fig tree. Is if, if you bear fruit, ah, if you bear fruit, if you bear Christians, my joy, I think that's one of the great promises in the Bible. Who doesn't want joy? And most Christians don't have it. Most Christians are living in fear today. They don't have joy. They're living in fear. Over 80% of Christians are living in fear today. Well, he wants us to have joy. In fact, 365 times the Bible, he says, fear not. I mean, there's, there's, God doesn't say a lot of good things about having fear, but he said, there in my, my joy, we remain with you and your joy will remain full. That's John fifteen eleven. Yeah. And we looked at that. We said, you know, when you when you read a scripture after you've already experienced it, it really means a lot. It just jumped off the page at us, and that was back in the seventies. And so we have both been sharing our faith intentionally 
for all of our lives. And I, I thought at one time I was going to go into full-time ministry. By 1970, that was 1973. 1976, I closed the door of my office. I, I mean, this was a, a moment in time for me, Mark. And I prayed the most fervent prayer of my life, and I said, God, if you want me to go into full-time ministry, I'll, I'll do it. My, my, my little business, it was doing less than a million dollars at the time, and we were just starting in retail. I had this idea, God, to give me to go retail. And I was really excited. I love my business, but I said, God, I love you most. Do you want me to go into full-time ministry? I will. But you're almost going to have to speak to me in an audible voice. And not 20 minutes later, a guy walked in my office. They got to introduce him, of course, and said, there's a Dave McNutt here to see you. And David walked in. Um, I didn't know him. He goes. He went to my church at that time. He'd spoken from the platform a couple of times. I knew he's a missionary kid, grew up in Africa, my age. I'd never exchanged a glance with him. Now he's in my office. He walks in, big smile. Hi, Barry. How you doing? I decided to stop by. You know, I was in the area. And I thought, well, he's probably not into shiny paint finishes as a, as a missionary kid. So I just started getting, sharing stories with him about my ministry, but and, and, and but not really my ministry, but just talking about my, my opportunity to share my faith with businessmen all over the place. And he turned to me and says, God's given you a wonderful ministry here, hadn't he? I thought, wow, that is weird that he would say that right after I read that prayer. I said, why would you say that? He said, well, pastor couldn't reach the people you're reaching, but as a businessman, you can. And he gave me this line. It's 1976. It's obvious that your business is your pulpit. I said, oh, my goodness. I got to tell you, I just prayed this prayer not 20 minutes ago. And he said, well, that explains it. I said, explains what? He says, I, I just dropped missionaries off at Orange County Airport. I was driving up uh, Red Hill. We we're in the city of Irvine, California. We I was driving up Red Hill, and God spoke to me. And said, go see Barry McGuire. And I'd seen your building with your name on the front or whatever put together. You were the McGuire from the church. But I'm thinking, this is this can't be. And I, I told God, I don't know this guy. I don't know what kind of business. I'm going to make a fool of myself. Barry, he would not let me go. He brought me to your office. Wow. Yeah. When I speak, I ought to talk about obedience. If he hadn't been obedient, I'd been a horrible pastor. I'm yeah. a businessman, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but see, Barry, right there, this kind of shows that God sets us up if we pay attention. I'm looking at your book on page 13, and I just want to, it says, for 40 years, we were the best friends with David and Gwen Wilkerson, which is David Wilkerson's ministry we all know about, and Gwen was a big part of that as well. There's no question that we would not be where we are today spiritually without the influence in our lives. And I would sit down for hours listening to Dave and people like Leonard Ravenhill discussing deep theological thoughts. I would wonder how I got here. But doesn't isn't it God that's actually setting us up and saying, if you'll pay attention, I'm going to show you what it is I want you to do. And I'm going to put certain people in your life to help you get there. I just was amazed. I've been amazed that God's been there all the time. When you when you put your hands, your life in his hands. The scripture I came out of college with, actually from a Christian college, was uh, one that we all know, Proverbs 3, 5. But it's really, I really took it to heart. And I often speak, I say, who know? <laughs> who knew the scriptures actually work, you know? Trust the Lord with your whole heart. And I've tried it 98%. It doesn't work. You still got 2% worry, you know. Trust the Lord yeah. with your whole heart. Yeah. Don't depend on your own imagination or your own thoughts, your own intelligence, or what anybody else tells you. Don't depend on any of that. Just listen to Him and always acknowledge Him in the good and the bad. And I've had a ton of bad. 
and I acknowledge him in the bad. God, I know you're there. I know you're going to get me through it, and I trust you, and I don't worry. And then he will direct your step. That's such an incredible verse. We have these verses that we all know and we quote, but we don't live them. Yeah. You can't be living in fear and and believe, trust the Lord with your whole heart. You can't. It's the most basic scriptures that we know are so powerful, and yet we're not living them. We're just, we just go on, we quote them, but we still go on and worry. And in James 1, he says, you know, when you ask, I'll give you what you want, but don't waver. If you're worrying and praying at the same, folks, a lot of you, probably most of you listen to us right now, you're praying, but if you're praying and worrying as well, then you're double-minded in all of your ways. You're like a, a wave of the sea driven by the wind and tossed. And then he says, don't expect to receive anything from me. No. So a lot of you wondering why your prayers aren't being answered. You pray wholeheartedly. The key is how do you get to wholehearted faith? That's what yeah. what our book is about. About how do you get there? Because if you just try it in your own strength, you'll fail every time. I mean, I trust you, God. But at the same time, there's this worries keep creeping in. And how do you push that worry out? There's a way to do that effortlessly, and we'll talk about that. Page forty-one of the book. I want to put something down here. You've said I'm the one who benefits the most from every faith sharing experience. Nothing compares with knowing God. Just you used you to move someone closer to him. He sets the appointments and gives you the words, but you need to follow his nudge. That's when you'll enjoy all the blessings God has planned for you. That's really good, Barry. Well, it's my life. It's how I live every day and Karen lives every day. I, I have a short phrase that says, follow the nudge, live in the fog. We all know what the nudge is. We are all of us, all of us who are believers, have the nudge of, oh, so-and-so just found out he has cancer, he's dying, I need to call him, and cur-. but I don't know what, I don't, I, I, I don't have anything, I don't know what to say, I, 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 I wouldn't be able to help him. Uh, you see somebody in need, and you feel a nudge that you should reach over to them, touch them, and give them a moment, but I, I'm too busy, I've got, I've got time, i got to be at a meeting in 10 minutes. Uh, it, goes, it goes on and on, you're sitting with an unsafe friend, this is all the time, and, and they're explaining a problem, and they're really serious, and you feel the nudge, I should ask them if I could pray for them. Yeah, oh, no, and they'll yeah. think I'm foolish. But when you follow the nudge, you live in the fog. You live in the favor of God. Yeah. That means you're right in the center where he wants you. And when you're in that place, oh, my goodness. And it also plays to the fact that sharing faith, most people say, okay, I should share my faith. They don't have a clue. Or they say, I'm not qualified because I haven't been through a class. <laughs> I'm not trained. I don't have the right personality. There's all these excuses. No, he said, go ye. All, he didn't say, go all of you who have been trained <laughs> or memorize scripture or, or have an outgoing personality. He said, all of us, we're all, we're all called. Yeah. It, it actually is the opposite of what we've been trained. You know, it says, don't prepare. Mark 13, 11 says, don't prepare in advance. And, and Luke 12, 12 says, I'll give you the... The Holy Spirit will give you the words when you need them. So when you you can't you can't script these conversations. You don't know what the next person. You just love on people. Jesus said, just they'll know you by your love. And when you love on them, they open up. You sense where that need is, and then God gives you. You just feel it. God's given you words to say. They come out of you. It's the most amazing thing, you know. And and you and I both experience this. He'll give you scriptures that you haven't thought of for a very long time, and all of a sudden, there it is. You're quoting it perfectly to the person, and I said, you see this life changing in front of you. 
God just used me to change this person. And he set up. He set up. I can give you all kinds of stories how he does that. But I mean, we have so many experiences over fifty years that happens. You know, God just used me. I don't, Mark. I don't know any other way to have that kind of intimacy with God. Yeah. To know that you're right. He prompted it. He set up the, the appointment. He brought the person to you right at that yeah. time. They're in need. You gave them the right words. To know that you're walking with God. Wow. That's intimacy with God. There's nothing like that. God, I think it's secondarily that he wants you to share your folk, your faith. Everybody listen to us right now. Secondarily to win the loss. It's primarily to win you. This ends all the laborious acts of reading your Bible and 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 praying. It's not laborious anymore. Let me tell you, you got purpose. Everything you're doing has purpose, and you're searching for those scriptures to find the answer to the question you're being asked. And then you find them, <laughs> and then you share those scriptures. The person that needs them, and oh my goodness, it's like sport. There's nothing more fun. And sharing your faith, and we've been told all right. Well, bless those who persecuted, persecuted for my. I know you get persecuted in Iran. I understand that, but as of right now, you don't. Nobody gets mad at you when you tell people. Do you know God loves you? What? God, no, He couldn't possibly love me. Yeah, He loves you. Isn't that wonderful? In fact, He loves you as much as ever loved anybody, and, and, and He wants you to spend eternity with Him. Yes. That's God. No, no, after, no, no, no. He, he loves all of us the same. You can't get out of it. He loves you that much. He just wants you to come. He wants you to give you a gift. He wants to give you eternal life. People don't get mad at you. I guess if you said, you know, you're living in sin, <laughs> you got to stop doing that. That's sinful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, I guess it's the way you say it. But I've been sharing my faith, Karen and I, now since 1973. We've never once thought anybody, we never put anybody off. We're never, no, we're not overbearing. We don't push. Nobody to say, oh, that's a Jesus freak. Stay away from me. Over. No, I just love people. But you watch for the opportunity. And yeah. you create opportunities by just throwing yeah. God into the yeah. conversation just real easily. Yeah, I agree. Barry, you've, this isn't the first book you put out, and you've got a lot mm-hmm. of resources, you know, Ignite America, Ignite America. I mean, you've got a lot of things out there. Can you tell the people if they say, okay, I, I need some help to get this going, but I want to be that kind of a person, uh, where can I direct them? Where could you direct them here into your ministry where they can get some information, find out about this book, but also find about how to get started and what you're yeah, talking well, about? Well, thank you for asking that because that's the best question of all. We have a whole website that that's dedicated to that purpose. It's called IgniteAmerica.com. IgniteAmerica.com. Our goal for our ministry, by the way, you can't give any money to it. So this is not about money. This is one ministry not asking for money. We're not talking about our ministry. We're talking about your ministry. Everyone, you know that every one of your listeners right now, you're in full-time ministry? Yeah. You're in full-time ministry. Do you realize that everything you say and do, from the moment you get up in the morning to the moment you go to bed, is moving everybody watching you closer or further away from God. Everything you do, you can't get away from it. They look at people, look at you. They know you're a Christian. Well, when you're short with somebody, when you stiff them on a tip, when you don't have signs of you do something unkind, or when you go the other way, and and you know our actions don't speak louder than our words, but our actions speak before our words. And when they see that we live it, and that changes you. That changes you. You know, when he said, love your neighbor and as yourself, love me and love your neighbor as yourself, that, that fulfills all the law. Because when you love your neighbor as yourself, you're as concerned for their salvation as you are your own. And so everybody around you basically is lost. You know we're surrounded most of the time by 80% of the people are lost. Yeah. So how do we just love on them? 
and mention God. Don't just be a good person. To me, Christian, most Christians think being a good person is is sharing your faith. It's not. There's lots of good people in the world. You have to connect God to your goodness. So they say that's a good person because they love God. Amen. That's that's a yeah. that's a Christian, yeah. and that draws them to Him. Yeah, that's great. So um, it's it's. Uh, I, I walked out of a restroom a little while back with a Christian friend of mine, and. He knows what my DNA is, so he wanted to impress me. So he said, did you see that gentleman cleaning the bathroom in there? I said, yeah, I did. He said, I, I slipped in 20 bucks and told you did a good job. I said, well, that's wonderful. That's really good. Oh, oh what, did, what did that accomplish? He said, well, what do you mean? I said, what did you accomplish? Why, I made him feel real good. I said, yeah, I think it made you feel real good, too, right? You're talking about it. I said, do you know, did you ever think that you could have said, gone to him and said, God just prompted me to give you a $20 bill to tell you that he loves you <laughs> and he wants you to spend eternity with him? You know, I mean, think of what the impact that would be. How many times would he tell that story in the same amount of time? It, it takes no extra time, really, to tell somebody when you're leaving them, have a good day, and you look them in the eye, and you say it sincerely and say, and God bless you. Yeah. And half the time, they'll tear up. People want God. People are desperate for God right now. And we're and only 1%, over 80%, over 80% of the unchurched are looking for somebody to tell them about God right now. Over 80%. I mean, it's, these are hard statistics. They want to know. They know the world's in distress. Four out of ten Americans right now, according to Pew Research study just came out, four out of ten Americans, not Christians, four out of ten Americans believe we're in the last days. Yes. I mean, people are in panic. That's perfect. That that be some wide open. For, it's never. I've been sharing my faith for fifty years. It's never been easier. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm batting a thousand percent now with everybody, yeah. not just in in, in in moving them closer, but actually having conversations. Obviously, they want to know. It's yeah. fantastic. If you're missing out on this, folks, you're missing out on all the fun of being a Christian. <laughs> yep, that's that's true. Well, folks, stay with us, and we're going to be back with more right after this. This is Mark Taylor. If you miss a broadcast of Crosspoint, you can always go to our website at www.kneo.org and click on the programs page. There you can access the current Crosspoint program as well as the last four programs that have been aired. Never miss another Crosspoint program again. Go to www.kneo.org today. Welcome back to Crosspoint. I'm Mark Taylor, your host. Got with me today, Barry McGuire. Now, you've probably heard that McGuire name if you're familiar with car wax and putting that on your cars or inside your automobiles, doing your seats, whatever. I mean, they've been around for a while. How many How many years, Barry, has McGuire Car Wax been in oh, the business? That was started um, by your grandpa, wasn't it? Or yeah, something? my grandfather in 1901 had a furniture polish. He created a, he was selling a furniture polish that he didn't like. And he couldn't find one he liked. So he said, God, inspire, give me some, give me some guidance here. And so he, he created for him. He was obsessed with creating a perfect finish on black lacquer furniture. He was in Evansville, Indiana. There were about 150 horses carriage manufacturers in, in, in Indiana at the time. And they're all painted with black lacquer. And people started taking his furniture polish and applying it to the carriages. And without his permission, he ended up having a carriage polish. <laughs> and God led us all the way through uh, to where we are now. And we were selling body shops and car dealers and buffing cars. And that's what happened, you know, 60 years later, I get out of college. And um, um, uh, God just inspired me to take these products and go into retail. And um, 
I prayed, and then and it was just trust the Lord with the whole heart. When I talk, finally talked to the family and let me go retail, I had not a clue. <laughs> I had no idea. How to, I knew how to buff a car. That's all I do. And trust the Lord. God, i got to trust you with all my heart. You, you, you put me here. You inspired me to do this. Now bring people into my life. And he did. He just brought amazing people that just spoke into my life and gave me a college education. And, and he confirmed over and over and over again. He was so gracious to me. I kept telling God, I don't have a clue what I'm doing. you got to help me. I had to create a logo. And and um, with the, the McGuire's name, and it was 1969. We just landed on the moon. Everybody was space age, and this one Jewish, actually uh, wonderful, creative guy, uh, Craig Freitag, he actually did the uh, the logo for the Ralph Lauren or the uh, the horse for hitting the hitting the ball. And uh, he told me, "You're forgetting your history. You should go. You should capture something of that 1901 history." And nobody else wanted to go that way. We didn't. We didn't like old things those days. We didn't even like antiques in those days. And he convinced me to do it. I went to the board, asked them how much they give me for the project, and and um, they gave me a very modest budget. So that night I called him a studio. I said, "How much will you charge me?" Remember, I don't have any money. I'm not. I'm not Ralph Lauren. I, I'm a little company. I don't have any money. So you got to be fair with me here, Craig. He said, "Well, give me 15 minutes." So while he calculated, I prayed. I said, "God." I have not a clue if this is right or wrong, and I don't want to worry about it. So if he's the wrong guy, have him come in over the budget. And if he's the right guy, have him come in within the budget the board gave me that morning. When he called me back, he gave me his quotation. It was to the dollar, Mark. It was to the dollar, the budget they gave me that morning in the board meeting. At that point, I said, okay, God, I understand. You're in all things, all the affairs of man, everything. There's nothing that I do that's apart from you. Then I, I just gradually started realizing, you know what, folks? There's nothing secular in our lives. There's nothing. Every conversation, everything we're doing, everything, it's all about redemption. When God loves us, he's more than loving us. It's not just, hey, I love you, man. He's loving us because he's, he's actually salvationing us with his love. The purpose of his love is to bring us to heaven, to bring us to heaven, to eternity with him, right? That's salvationing us. When we love, when we talk to people around, we're supposed to love our neighbors. Everybody we talk to is supposed to love on them. But it's not like, hey, I love you, man, or give them a hug. No, it's actually the same kind of love. He, in fact, he want, he, when we're talking to people, we're expressing love, we're actually be sensitive that we're salvationing them. Everything we're saying to them is moving them closer, further away from God. This is full-time ministry. This is not being preached, but this is the Word of God. And more, more appropriately, He's salvationing them through us. He uses us to speak through us to people. So when you start realizing, it changes your whole life. All of a sudden you realize, yeah, and I call it like sport. I don't mean a river, but <laughs> it starts to be fun. Yeah, who's next? Who can I talk to you next? And sometimes on like a pinball machine, I go for three conversations, you know, within a couple of hours. And sometimes it slows down a little bit. But when God knows you're open and willing, he brings people into your life. It's the craziest thing. And yeah. um, and we give him joy. When I when I finish those conversations, I look up, I see Jesus smiling at me. We, we can grieve him or we can, we can actually, you know, you can make Jesus smile. You can make him happy when he directs your steps and you do it. I've seen him try to say, Perry, you pulled it off this time. <laughs> you pulled it off. You, you were there. You did it. Way to go, Barry. And what does that do to me? Does that put a bounce in my step? God, just use me. Folks, everyone, this is for all of us. It's not for a car wax guy. It's not. It's, it's for all of us. 
go all of us into the world. We do that, we'd have a different world. We can't change the world. None of us can. I can't change the world. I can change my world. That's true. And if each one of us changes our world, we'll change the world. Yeah. We can do this. Yeah. You know that over 80% of the unchurched already have an unsaved friend in their life that they trust. We, we can evangelize America in, in 30 days. But only 1% of us are speaking up. Most of us are just thinking, I just be a good person and, you know, and griping and complaining and worrying. Yeah. <laughs> and each one of you that are doing that, if I talk to you, you're one millimeter away from having joy every day. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Just step across the threshold and start loving on people and watch your life change. Yeah. Barry, in the book, I've noticed behind the chapters, you know, you kind of have a place that makes you review a little bit, you know, <clears throat> and ask you, you know, some questions, you know. Uh, to maybe, and then of course some references that you can go to scripture and answer those questions how they line up with your own life. And I know something you said in chapter twenty three of the book that's entitled "Intimacy with God." You you really said to me what it was the bottom line, and you said those who have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ will immediately see those moments and its opportunities to share their faith. So are you saying that a lot of us Christians? need to tune up a little bit or quite a bit so that we have that yeah have that sensitivity because we just don't have that sensitivity like we need oh my goodness yeah that's a big one i I think it it, it's spoken best um you know the letter of the church at ephesus in revelations 2 and i think i've been to all the seven churches uh the, the sites of seven churches with bible scholars and each one of those letters is profound but the, but the one that speaks to me the most is where he says in Ephesians, hey, I know you Christians. I know you're Christian. I, I, I know you go to church. I know you give sacrificially. I know you love your pastor. I know you get all good teaching for bad. But I have this against you. You've left your first love. You've left, yeah. your, you've left me. I'm no longer your first love. And you're no longer doing the first work. Now, let me amplify that just a minute. When you get saved, you just got saved from hell. You realize that. You're like, you you saved me. God is your first love. But then life comes along, and God's there. But then we have lots of other things that kind of compete. And they could be good things. They could be a ministry thing. But all of a sudden, you find yourself, your prayers are filled with praying for those things. God, can you help me with this? I've done it. I've, I've been there. I know how easy it is. There's a, golly, how could I be so stupid? You know, God has to remain God. But when God is your first love, you you automatically share him. You, we share whatever we're excited about. This is a self-test, everybody. Are you sharing Jesus Christ? How often do you talk to people about Jesus? Uh, that'll tell you how your relationship is with God right yeah. away. Because yeah. we talk, we automatically talk about what we're most excited about. That's true. What Whatever we love most, we. If I had a great hamburger last night, I got to tell you, I'm going to be telling you about this great hamburger today. You know, I mean, it's just human nature. So when you're doing this and God is using you, guess what? You get excited, and yeah. but not being overbearing. Again, I don't. I just mention God and I don't mention Him again. Yeah. But in every conversation, I find a way to enter God into the conversation without raising eyebrows. Where oh, yeah. there he goes again, that Christian thing. I just yeah. find it's sports. There's a million ways to do it. You know, thank you God for a beautiful day. You're so good to us. And it changed something. Go on. They always know that when you're with them, they know that you're you're a Christian. They appreciate it. Then when they have a problem, it's like I call it chumming. When you chum at the end of the boat out in the ocean, you know, if the if the marlin isn't hungry, he goes right by your chin line. And most most of them do that. But when they're hungry, 
So guess what? After 50 years of doing this, am I getting the calls? I get calls from all over the place. I got a call, and uh, <clears throat> I got a friend from uh, Chicago call me. He says, hey, Jack wants to talk to you in Oregon, and he's he's in a hospice bed, and he's dying. He asked his wife he could talk to you. I knew why. So I called. I, I was, <laughs> we were actually taking the afternoon off. I was going to, we were going to go catch a movie. I said, Karen, you drive. I got business to do. So I called Jack. I said, how you doing, Jack? He's, I'm dying. Yeah. I'm dying. I can't believe I'm dying. And can we talk? I said, yeah, I think maybe you want to get a little more serious about God. Yeah, I do. And I led him to the Lord. I led him to his prayer. Then I had him repeat it in his own words. And I said, Jack, guess what? You and I are going to spend eternity together. He said, what? I said, you and I are going to spend eternity together. You're done. It's done deal. We're going to spend eternity together. Oh, he, wow. I said, yeah. So I, oh, I'll see you there. Okay. He said, okay. He died a few days later. Uh, it took me about 12 minutes to do that. But it took me 50 years. I'd been sharing with him for 50 years. And he knew what he wouldn't make the move. But when they're dying, they call me. I keep telling people what I mean. Stop calling me when you're dying. Yeah. <laughs> <Talk to> me <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. The privilege of doing that, folks, I tell you what. Well, you know, when you get to heaven, the only thing going to matter, it's not going to matter how many bottles of car wax I sold. That's a joke. It's not, not even going to matter if you're a conservative, you're a Trumpster, it doesn't matter if you're American or Russian or Chinese, it doesn't matter. The only thing that will matter when we're in heaven is how many people are in heaven because of your influence? How many people are in heaven because you're in That's the only thing that will matter in heaven. That's the only currency in heaven. If you can't think of anybody right now, guess what? you got opportunity, and you are surrounded by people that don't know the Lord, that you love, that you have influence over. It's not that you get them saved in one thing. Forget the trying to get them on their knees and pray. Just love on them and look for ways to help them. And when they'll tell you their needs and their you know, their spiritual ways, their, their scriptural ways, solve their needs for them and pray for them and lead them into God's presence. And it's that watch that process is so yeah. amazing. It may take a day, it may take years. It's not your responsibility to save them. It's just your responsibility to share with them. And we're running out of time, folks. I think we're running out of time. I think yeah, we got to get busy. I agree. Now, again, tell people how they can make contact with you some way to get their life ignited. Sure. So first off, it's, it's the website, and it's igniteamerica.com. It's a wonderful website, and it shows that people of all different stripes and ages and colors and whatever, they're not all like me. Some are quiet, some are old, some are young, whatever. But all this uh, videos, I mean, there's so when you get when you go on this website, then we have podcasts and we have videos. We have all kinds packed full of stuff. So it's a it's a robust site. That's igniteamerica.com. It's yeah. a wonderful site. You can't give it money. This is about your ministry. That whole site is about your ministry. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. then if you want our book, uh, you can you can Google. Um, I, I'm told you can Google. You, it's called Ignite Your Life on Amazon right now, and it's basically uh, you mentioned it, Mark. It's true. It's all scripture. It's heavy scripture. If you didn't do anything, we just read the scriptures. It would change your life. And the trappings of my life and my life experiences are only there to just kind of put perspective, human perspective, on how that scripture actually works on, on a real life basis. Yeah. But it's a it's a, it'll be a life changing book. I, I think it'll be a reference book for you, ongoing, because there's so many stories there and scriptures that will apply to your life. But it's called the book itself again is connect your life. You go to Amazon.com. All right. Well, folks, we're going to be back. Talk more about this right after this. 
Sharing your faith can be as easy as sharing your favorite radio station. There's no greater way to share the gospel, to reach as many people as possible than through Christian radio. Tell your friends where they can experience hope. It's always pointed to Christ. 91.7 The Word. Thank you for joining us today here on Cross Point. And today we're talking with Barry McGuire. Ignite Your Life, a new book that he's put out, Defeat Fear with Effortless Faith. And Barry, of course, we hear him uh, every day here on the radio trying to encourage you and get you to get out there and share your faith with people. And, and Barry, you've got a, <laughs> a spot here in the book where you it's a chapter called No Coincidences, and that's very much true if we follow in the Lord. And you said, have you ever found yourself with a flat tire or an, in an accident <laughs> only to discover that there was no way that you could have had that conversation with God or with someone you never would have met otherwise? I mean, sometimes God does take some little more drastic uh, means sometimes to get us to talk to people, doesn't he? Oh, it's so true. It's so true. Um, let me need your to a minute to the scripture I think is the second most important scripture in the entire Bible after John 3.16. And it's one we all know, but very few people understand. I mean, in fact, I've never heard the whole scripture preached in a sermon. It's, it's that one about all things work together for good. You know, that Romans eight twenty eight yes. thing. We're all good according to that first part. And, and most say, well, they don't, they're not all working good for me. I don't know how that works. Maybe it works for somebody else. It's almost a stumbling block if you don't read the whole Scripture. Because it says, it basically, he's basically saying, I promise. And this is God talking to you now. Everyone of you, everyone of you listening to me around. He's saying to you, I will make everything in your life from now until you get to heaven. I will make everything in your life work together for good. He says that to you. But then he goes on and says, if you do two things, there's a proviso. It's like, I promise eternal life to everybody, but oh yeah, I got to get on my knees and I need to recognize my sin. There's always a partnership. It's not just, he just happens free of charge. So there's, there's this partnership in it. And in this case, he says, I promise you, each one of you take this personally now. God, just, this is God's word. It's just going through me. But I promise you, I'll make everything in your life work together for good from now until you get to heaven. I'll make everything. That's everything. That's not some things. That's most things. It's everything. I could testify to it after 50 years of following this. If you do two things, if you love me, first off, it's not just I love you, God. You know, you know, he's talking about love him with all your heart, mind, and soul. You love him above everything else. First love. So nothing. Every morning I say, God, I love you. I want nothing separating you. You know my heart. Find, search me, oh God. I just want to serve you. I don't want anything between us. I just want to be in fellowship with you. Direct my steps to stay. Have that that kind of love. But then he says, if you do that, it's like if you if if you if you do if he's your first love, you do the second. You do the first work. If he's your first love, you automatically share your faith. That's the first work. In this case, he says to those who love me. To those he includes it not and. To those who love me, to those who live for my purpose. You know, I've never heard a sermon on this, but that's pretty important. To let, what is his purpose? Well, there's there's no there's no there's no controversy over this. His purpose is to seek and save the lost, right? Yeah. So if we live our lives, listen to what he says. He gives us. We have these scriptures that we know and we quote, and we don't live. It's incredible. To those who live for my purpose, so when you live for his purpose, you're living to seek and save the lost or to move everybody every day closer to Jesus. And when you do that, the moment you start doing it right now, folks, you can start doing that right now. The moment you do that, you are, you are immediately in his favor, living in the favor of God, the fog, 
knowing that God is directing your steps. And he's not only directing, he's making everything in your life work together for good. So here's what happens. He wants everything good in your life and something bad happens. What's that all about? It's not bad. It's good. Yeah. It's good yeah. because he's using that good for his purpose to get more people into heaven. His goal is to get most people into heaven. If I die, but he knows that my dying, I'll get more people to heaven. He'll have me die. <laughs> you yeah. know, he put exactly. me in, in a hospital. I was dying. The doctors gave up on me. Okay. David Wilkerson came all the way from New York City to visit me. They're paying last rights to me. I did. I I had joy. In fact, I just told God, I just got to make. I'm going to lead everybody can to Jesus. I just start looking at his adventure. Every doctor, they didn't expect me to be smiling and laughing. And I ended up having 23 different doctors and nurses. I had one, and I said, if I can just affect one of these lives, and I die, it's worth dying. You know. And so God just uses crazy things to happen to you. I, 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 I was in a hotel, and I, my Uber app wouldn't work. So I said, Carol, we got to get outside and get the Uber app because I wanted to beat my friend to dinner at the restaurant. Because otherwise, he'll give, he'll grab the bill, he'll give the credit card <laughs> first. I don't want you to do that. So I walk out. I said, My Uber app still won't work. Carol said, You better grab that taxi. I said, Yeah, sir, I'll take that taxi. He said, Oh, well, that taxi's taken. I said, what? He's taken by the lady behind you. Oh, okay. Well, how long for the next sex? He's what? Well, it's, it's going to take five, 10 minutes. It's five o'clock. It's a busy time. And I just say, oh, the brain started, the blood started to drain from my head. You know, that time here, sir, sir, I turn around that lady. She says, just take my taxi. Oh, why? Why? She says, my husband's upstairs. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know how long he's going to be. I'll take the next yeah. taxi. Okay. Now think about that. God had to stop my Uber app from working. Yep. He had to stop the husband and keep him upstairs, and that taxi had to arrive there right at that moment, okay? I step in the taxi. He immediately takes off burning rubber and saying, where the H do you want to go? <laughs> what? <laughs> and his profanity was horrible. And we said, well, what? we started asking questions, and we found out that his wife had just died the day before from horrible, painful cancer. His kids were totally in rebellion. He was out of control. And God just gave you scripture real quick. I said, you know, God says, I, you know, come unto me, all you who are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He says, rest? Boy, do I need rest. <laughs> At that point, we knew we had him. So we quoted scripture to him all the way there. What after I cared be going back and forth. He gets it. I need God. Well, I need to get in church. God must have put you in my car. <laughs> so we get there. I said, I tell you, if you give me your cell number, and and tell me the area you live. I will find a good church for you, and I'll text you the address. Said, Would you do that for me? I said, absolutely. So he gave me his number. I said, can we pray for you? He says, yes. So there we are in front of the restaurant, traffic going by, people walking the restaurant. Here's in the flush of the headlights, there's Karen and me and this taxi driver in a huddle, crying. <laughs> I mean, look at what God had to do. For us to come into his life, I mean, when you have these things happen, uh, you know, if you, but if you didn't think that way, you'd say, where are you, God? Where are you? Put me in a taxi with a lunatic. He's going to kill me. I mean, I, I want to get out of this cab. But if you realize bad stuff, God, when bad things happen, God's up to something. So when yeah. bad things happen now for Karen and me for the last couple of decades, it's like, okay, what are you up to, God? What are you up to, God? And we we never pray for help anymore. 
We, we just thank you in advance. Oh, I can't wait to see how you get us out of this one. Thank you, Lord. You're there. We know you're going to make it for good. What a wonderful way to live. That's the way he's told us to live. That's basic scripture. And most of why is it that the number one thing we're told to do, it is the Great Commission, our pastors aren't telling us to do. And why is it the number one thing that we don't want to do as Christians? I don't want to do that. And it's the, Satan knows. He knows it's the one thing that will light your fire. When you share your faith, you ignite your faith. And, you, and he has to run from you. That's the key to the whole thing. So anyway, that's why it ignites your life. I'll give you one last scripture. Isaiah 43.10. This is amazing. This is the only time when I see why he says why I want you to share your faith. And it's secondarily to win the loss. Secondarily to win the loss. Primarily to win you. He says, thus saith the Lord. I appoint you as my witness so that you will believe. Wow. If I was him, I'd say so that others will believe. No, no, he said so that you will believe. And he didn't say believe more. He said that you'll believe. The ultimate way for you to believe in God is to get out there and start sharing your faith and feel him working through you and have that intimacy and oneness with God and living in the promise and knowing that everything in your life is working together for good. Folks, there's nothing like it. It'll ignite your life. <laughs> yeah, it will. And if you want to know more about it, go to Amazon.com, and there's a whole bunch of scriptures in there, and the scriptures will sell you. So mind just words. It doesn't mean anything. The scriptures are the Word of God, oh. and they will confirm in your heart. Okay, now, Barry, this is what you said. I'm going to go back to the introduction of the book. This is right at the start of the book, and I want to hear what you wrote here. You said, I have a unique point of view. It comes from seeking God all my life. Now listen, challenging the Scriptures, proving the Scriptures, and then applying the Scriptures to my life. That's what you were just saying. It's all in the Scriptures. The power is there if we'll apply it. We just, not, we just don't apply it. We read them. We yeah. quote them, we sing about them, we do all that. And we swear in a stack of Bibles, we believe them, but we don't live them. And it's, it's the, I'm not pulling out unique scriptures from, you know, obscure things or weird thoughts that God may have given me. It's not my words, it's God's words. And the most basic scriptures we know, all of us know these scriptures. And when we take and realize we can actually, they actually mean, as I said, I'm often to say, who knew? <laughs> The scriptures actually work, you know? I used to talk about them. Now I've lived them. I know. They're true. It's amazing. It's an amazing God. Yes, he is. And he, we can't out apply what he wants to get done. All, it all comes down to our obedience and our yeah, willingness boy. to cooperate yeah. with his oh, plan God. and get ours out of his way. Uh, because he's got the plan already made and the day starts. And that's good. That's, that's yeah, and, and notice he says when you live for his purpose, it's not about our purpose. He doesn't have a purpose for you. He doesn't have a purpose for me. He has a plan for you. Yes. He has a plan for each one of us. You know, I'm, who, nobody has a plan like mine. I'm selling car wax. <laughs> we take yeah. and use a guy selling car wax to proclaim his name. But he has a plan for each one of us. It's a unique plan. But yeah. the, his plan is for your life a very unique plan for your life to fulfill his purpose to seek and save the lost, to move everybody every day closer to Jesus. When you live in that zone, I mean, yeah. I, I, I look at it, I'm I'm indestructible. I'm impervious. Yeah. When I die, it's because God wants me to die, and it'll be for his glory. could be this afternoon. Yeah. I, I don't know. And I'm ready. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's a great song that I have. I've already got planned for my funeral. I think I'm going to go up to the rapture. But if I happen to have a funeral, <laughs> at the end of my funeral, we're going to sing this gospel song. And I'm a terrible singer, but I do it. Anyway. I'll embarrass myself. I'm going to have the time of my life. 
when the time of my life is over, yeah, I'm right. gonna get carried away. When yeah. I get carried away, <laughs> I gonna I gonna have them sing as they're carrying my casket out the center. Yep. <laughs> that's <laughs> good celebration time. Yeah. So. To, to live as Christ and to die as gain is is how he wants us to live. And when we live in this zone where we know he's using us in these last days, what a privilege. Realize out of millions of years and billions of people, he's appointed you right now. He created you right now to represent him in these last days. What an awesome privilege and yeah. an incredible responsibility. Yeah, for a time such as this. Well, Barry, mm-hmm. again, tell us, uh, the, the folks out here, they want to copy your book, Ignite Your Life, or they want to contact your ministry. How do they do it? You can go to Amazon.com. It's available on Amazon.com. And as far as learning about all this stuff, about how easy it is, how much fun it is to share your faith, go to IgniteAmerica.com. All right. Well, Mary McGuire, thank you so much for being with us on Crosspoint again. It was a real privilege day to you, have you with us. And I'm sure glad I can talk to somebody once in a while that's on fire for God, because <laughs> I'll tell you what, it sure does do me good. You know, makes a good medicine for the heart. And I know that's what's kept you going all these years and yeah. will keep you Amen. going. So thank Amen. you very much. Amen. Thank you. Blessing on you, Mark. Thank you for all you do. Well, great interview today, folks. <laughs> Barry McGuire is a man that's got a lot of energy for the Lord. And, you know, folks, you've got a lot of energy in your life as well. You know, all them scriptures Barry was quoting today from his book, Ignite Your Life. Well, it's ignited because I got this other book in my hand, and it's these scriptures. That's what ignites your life is the power of the Word of God. The Bible that I hold in my hands right now, it's the book that will help you walk through this life and be who you're called to be. It shows you all about eternity, but what to do before you get to eternity with your life. Why? Because the Bible contains the most important words you're ever going to read and certainly ever follow. Be sure and join us again next time as we again discuss issues that are affecting the church. Have a great week. Allow God to use you for his purposes so that greater things can be done. Make your life count in God's plans for eternity. I'm Mark Taylor. Crosspoint is a program produced in Studio 101 at KNAO Radio. Not all of the views on Crosspoint reflect those of the management or staff of KNEO. You may contact the Crosspoint program at 10827 Highway 86 East, Neosho, Missouri, 64850, or by email crosspoint at kneo.org. You can hear Crosspoint four times a week, Saturday morning at 1, Saturday afternoon at 2, Saturday evening at 9, and Sunday evening at 7. You can also listen anytime on... Harper's Kennel of Stella, Missouri is proud to be sponsoring this portion of broadcasting on KNEO. Owned by Judy and Danny Harper, Harper's Kennel of Stella, Missouri specializes in French Bulldogs. For more information, the phone number is 417-628-3083.